Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piscor. Going to look at The Peacemaker, uh, HBO's next big hit, John Cena's future, and uh, Pat Boyette's, uh, one of his best ofs. The, the geeks have won, man. <laughs> they uh, sure there, have. There's Peacemaker in live action. But before we do, we are cartoonists and uh, want to call some attention to Ed Piscor's Red Room, the anti-social network trade paperback, now available wherever books and comic books are sold and going fast. We should note the paper shortage. Yes. Uh, if you see this book out in the wild, I encourage you to pick it up right away because uh, they are going and uh, it may be a little bit before reprints are able to uh, get back on those shelves. So the perfect gift this holiday season for any horror fan in your life, the uh, Red Room is today's Outlaw Comics, uh, the cutting edge of Outlaw Comics and a beautiful package to boot. This is the perfect way to, uh, to gift Red Room to a new reader or to uh, just dress up your shelf if you've been uh, following along with the uh, individual issues. You're going to want this spine out on that shelf and uh, a lot of good extra matter too. If you have read the books as they've been coming out, there's also this back matter, first draft of the uh, the first version of this story. So pretty cool for the makers out there in the audience, kind of like a director commentary um, along with notes on each and every page. So very nice, Ed. Well done. Uh, you can also find one of my latest books, Street Angel Deadly Squirrel Live, again available wherever comics and books are sold, comic book shops, bookstores, and online. This is from Image Comics, and it collects the entire Image Comics series of our homeless heroine on a skateboard. And uh, Ninja Comics, the cutting edge of Ninja Comics, Ed, if you will, collects about eight complete Street Angel stories, and uh, you can pick that up wherever books are sold. If you will got to think about Dusty when you say if yeah, you, you will. That's very true. Think about Dusty every day. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> so Peacemaker is making some news, was in the recent Suicide Squad movie, and uh, I just wanted an excuse to bring Pat Boyette uh, comics onto the show. It's the only excuse. To, like, uh, <laughs> the, if, if you want to get Peacemaker on the channel, make make a movie with the Invisible Man playing, uh, playing the character. Um, this first issue of Peacemaker, well, actually, both of these issues, I... Uh, there's some of my early comics, like like probably within the first long box or two, I found these comics like at the at the flea market, and we often you know I often talk about the RC cola superheroes and junk like that. Uh, I got sort of a pre like disposition to this this kind of material, like getting um, first comics for second second grade birthday or something and just realizing that there is a whole world of comics out there beyond just Marvel and DC beyond the stuff that's at the uh, at the um, grocery store and I would be attracted to just old weird superhero comics so it's a good description for these so just the fact that this was different it was you know just super old I was really attracted to um, like in those first comics there would be like letters pages, vol voluminous letters pages, and the comics that I got were like issues in the 30s. It wasn't Grim Jack 1, it was Gr Grim Jack 35. So it's like there's a whole universe and so many people know about it, I felt left out. So I had to like make my own discoveries. It gave me that interest to try to discover comics myself. Uh, let me see if yours is, check this out. When you would get the modern comics reprints, sometimes you would get like on my copy, it has like the newspaper, cut yes at the bottom and a lot of my modern comics have that yeah that's weird isn't that cool 
just just the way the trim falls you know the the paper uh whenever they're binding it it's just slightly off yeah which is uh why you would get out of register colors you know same kind of deal where this paper would slide on those on those web presses and you mentioned a reprint you know we both have the um this modern comics version an imprint i guess of charlton these are charlton characters when dc buys charlton out um, you know, Peacemaker is part of that buyout. So this is a, originally published by Charlton, and I think Modern Promotions is just a like an imprint kind of thing of Charlton. Yeah, and I think it's um, for for reprints. Like the Peacemaker comic came out from Charlton in '67. This comic is 1978. Right. And you know, I have Modern Captain Adams. I have Charlton Captain Adams. I think I have Vengeance Squad Moderns. Man, I want to do more Charlton in, in this kind of coverage. I, you know, I mean, I guess it's possible that Modern's a separate company and they were licensing some some Charlton stuff. But Charlton was like the cheapest comics producer at the time. And, uh, you know, the trade-off there is you get freedom. So Steve Ditko would go do a bunch of work at Charlton um, because, you know, he was just fed up with editorial or whatever. And they allowed him to do whatever he wanted. But it was a Connecticut-based printer yeah. and they wanted to you know you you have presses you want to run them around the clock and they figured out the comics would be a way to kind of keep those presses moving and that's charlton and it ran i don't know 30 years or something probably right. close to it a lot of good people came a came lot of there. good people people who had their entire career at charlton and now they're just kind of barely known because uh you know dc could do a better job sort of uh keeping up with charlton history let us know about some of these guys shouts to man i forget the kid's name he's he must be out of high school now but he was on my radar three years ago or something like a, a high school freshman who is so steeped in charlton i think he lives up in new england or something yeah that makes sense and Maybe, well <laughs> as much as the story can make sense yeah and he like through instagram this kid got connected with me and I was just like, I mean, he is mm -hmm. obsessive about Tarleton Comics, the history of Tarleton Comics. In fact, in fact, I was like, who is, uh, who's Ozzy, who's Ozzy Mandy is supposed to be in a watch? Like, what character is that in Charlton? And he's like, oh, that's Judo Master, dude. Like, what are you, what are you, what are you thinking? That's amazing. And and he said that Peacemaker is like a amalgam of, um, well, well, comedian is Peacemaker and like one other, uh, Pete, no, no, uh, now I forget who Pete Peter uh, who Pete can't is it Pete Cannon? Uh, Cannon. Oh, what's Cannonball? his name? Peter Peter Cannon? Oh fuck. Yeah, I can't remember either. It's Pete Morisi's superhero from Charlton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they all get revived a little bit, you know. Like DC's done Peacemaker series, and and they kind of revamped him after uh, after Crisis and stuff like that. But clearly, Watchmen is you know would be probably the legacy of a character like this. Um, kind of fun. He, he, can, he's can, a state diplomat, and he just, you know, will do whatever it takes to ensure peace. He'll yeah. use the weapons that he's trying to uh, <laughs> save the world from. This is a bad comic. It, it is kind of bad. Um, you could see Pat Bouillette comes from the Milk Kniff mm -hmm. school of comic book illustration. Uh, certainly in these panels right here, you see the Kniff drapery. Uh, some of the ways he builds these characters' heads and stuff like that or uh, very conniffent. Um, maybe even like George Wonder inspired or something wow. like that. Because it's like yeah. that one step remove. And I, I like Boyette. I don't think this is his best work. He might get a little bit more mature. This cover to me feels a m more like what I think of as Boyette. Um, but you, you get glimpses. You know, I feel like these ships are really nice pieces. And uh, a couple of short stories in this first issue. Uh, this first one is somebody sabotaging like fishing boats. And so he heads out to, uh, you know, have a look. Because he... 
fun we get sharks he stabs this shark i think by the way just for no reason it's it's like <laughs> it's like that fochi zombie movie like just get a shark in there have it do a little schmoz gimmick and then oh, when you're while you're in route route to doing what your mission is to just get a little imagery on on the on the page because like what, what else you know you just want to sh- see him swimming for two panels like not have him do a little something the peacemaker costume i think about it in in terms of like you know uh crim- like fighting crime or something like do you want to have uh, a bigger target on your body when you're fighting somebody in that helmet yeah and and do you want that bigger target to be around your head yeah <laughs> like, you're gonna give people something to aim at and it's and it's wrapped around your head like a bullseye on your head <laughs> it's 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 an awful costume um this is a bad first issue because we don't really we don't know anything like like uh you, you're also not giving us like a sexy villain or anything like this. Uh, we don't exactly know what Peacemaker's all about. I think the idea is that these are commercial vessels. Like we're, you're messing up a country's economy by sabotaging these fishing boats and stuff. That's not really established in any major way. Doesn't that look Ditko-ish? It does. There, there, are, there are moments in this comic where that you're going to see Ditko-esque kind of elements. Yeah. Yeah, you're right though. The, the, I was a little underwhelmed rereading this this week. Um, like I say, probably not the best Boyette. You can also find Boyette in uh, Dan Nadell's Art in Time collection, like the second book he put out of, um, I don't know, overlooked and lost, uh, interesting cartoonist. And uh, there's a really nice Children of Doom story in there by Pat Boyette. So, you know, people at home, if you're looking for Boyette, it's possible, you know, that would be a place to find it. And uh, a book you can find in your local library, perhaps. But kind of uh, a few fun moments here, you know, as as we see Peacemaker doing his thing and sabotaging this nuclear submarine uh does raise it to the surface in time for all these sailors to to jump off before it explodes and uh you know kind of i guess i suppose a happy ending for our for our uh peacemaker here you you know like look at these freaking things man oh yeah imagine what that would look actually look like in real life i like their demos to like ice cream as one of them just melting down the shirt available what is this? Available, hey man, free love, bro. Nice and nasty. That sounds like that's modern. I could see, I could see chicks rocking that right now, man. The funniest part is uh, this is in Peacemaker. Like these are, these are, this is a boy comic. You know, this is, this is uh, absolutely, this is mostly boy readers, and it's stuff like Kiss Me and Sexy, <laughs> right? Real Spencer's gifts type. Yeah. Uh, apparel funny uh, a funny ad choice but uh what are you gonna do that's charlton and modern right you gotta you gotta sell some kind of space somewhere yeah this is funny i imagine them licensing this to modern and then printing it on their charlton presses <laughs> i really think it's the same the same company double, double dip a little bit so second peacemaker story in here and these originally ran as backups in in some charlton comic before he got his own series and then of course reprints of that series uh there's a pretty good pat boy kind of shot here here, what is it? He is a master of every weapon known to man. Like, are you? Come on. I mean, it's like little kid stuff. You know what? If it that's is? your description, he ought to look a little cooler than this. Yeah. Like, are you saying that these here are backups from some? Like, these are reprinted backups? It makes sense because these read like 1950s comics. It doesn't even read like, like when when Stan and Jack kind of changed the idiom of of superhero comics in '61 it sort of made all that old stuff feel real obsolete and it right. created the bifurcation between like what Marvel is and what, what DC is. And this is closer to like the DC 1950s one and done 
nonsense kind of comics. And it makes sense too because like one of the the guys at Charlton is Dick Giordano, who yeah. then goes on to a long career at DC. So you almost tra it's almost a tryout to be like, yeah, I kind of get the DC house style. You think this should ever happen? This I, cha <laughs> I challenge you to a duel with, with a little pecker when this the is, dude this is the the crux of this story is is this uh, small nations representative slapping slapping our uh, statesmen in the face. <laughs> like they talk about that throughout like future you know the, all these future pages as to like what caused that incident. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know, Ed. It's probably been a while since uh, dis diplomacy was handled that way, but uh, who knows? Maybe Pat Boyette, man, he's got National Geographic's on his on his his morgue sure. files being put to use. Yeah, for sure. Um, Boyette, interesting guy, is a news broadcaster at one point in his career before he decides he wants to draw comics. He like, and Michael Red. It's uh, yeah, and Carl Barks, you know, guy in his thirties that decides I'm gonna go draw comics. Oh, I was thinking about the news broadcaster angle, man. Guys that have a good cut to their jibs. At least uh, Allred makes that choice early in his career. Yeah, you know, like Boyette had a whole broadcasting career. I think he did radio before that um, from from the Southwest, like Arizona, New Mexico area. So very interesting that you would switch your careers and end up at Charlton. It makes sense to me because like he's not the most. Um, a, a, like accomplished draftsman or whatever like his his drawing style feels teachable you know rather than like some burning desire to express yourself through imagery like uh this this approach feels like you can learn it yeah i do like some of his choices though like having your uh your cutaway view you know That's sick. basically what happens is this small country gets uh nuclear capability and uh, decides they're going to run off at the mouth and stand up to Peacemaker and, and his country. So that's what you're seeing here is Peacemaker trying to figure out, like, where are they getting this and how much of a threat are they? <laughs> I'm such a fan of four-tier superhero comics because it really feels golden age. Mm -hmm. And uh, you have these superheroic figures that you have to squeeze into these tiny panels. I like the reading experience of the four tiers. So, like, this page really spoke to me. <laughs> nerve gas he's using he's using gas like chemical weapons he's against the geneva conventions <laughs> <Yes>. man <laughs> a little cyclone b on these fucks it's funny man you see this and then you think about like whatever the modern version of him is you know like super extreme and john john cena and stuff and it's like yeah it's all there it's, it's <laughs> this guy's crossing some lines to accomplish his goals turns it to the human torch yeah it goes down this shaft i kind of like this too i feel like that's a pretty fun choice for a page after we've been seeing those four panel tears and everything little uh formal presentation i don't even feel the heat <laughs> wearing a metal thing on your head man. Yeah, cooking cooking Fry your brains brain. like scrambled eggs absolutely but uh he does he does succeed in destroying their underground base and uh pretty much saving the day and look at our boy apologizing at the end eating crow a little bit on behalf of my country and for myself i apologize most humbly and look at that kniff head you know like he he borrowed charles burns's dad's morgue files man it was like like i just imagine so much like artograph projecting and stuff to to like get these pages together it's fantastic once you say milk kniff like all i see is like the steve canyon airplane flying over the mountains and stuff this must have been uh something he was into and you know what he saw something that inspired him to switch careers you know like he's doing good and he decides he has to draw comics it probably is like kniff or, or somebody that he was reading where he's like this is my favorite thing got to do this yeah yeah maybe you know had had some form of express like you know kept the sketchbook or something and now when he has his midlife crisis i'm gonna be an artist that's a cliche that's a clue that exists sure yeah i don't know if they were associating artists with uh comic book 
artist back in the 60s, but uh, yeah, I like it if it is. And this backup is somebody else. So. Shit, man. Like, that's probably when they were associating it with artists. I think Lichtenstein and all those guys. Could be. But uh, like I said, wanted to get some Pat Boyette on there. He tools around for 30 years. Like, you can find Boyette work all over the place. Uh, the Cosmic Book is another one where he's on the pages with Alex Toth and company. So you, you can find Boyette uh, scattered through comics. Show that back up again real quick, because it gives people the chance to see that weird Charlton lettering. Just any any page will do. Yes. And you said that this is like uh, some kind of weird machine. It's not Leroy lettering? No, it's a machine. It was like a typewriter that I think had a few different fonts or lettering styles, or maybe even custom made them. Um, but they had a machine and like the secretary would do this. You were talking about that savant that knows, you know, like the kid that knows everything about Charlton. Part of the way he got on my radar is Charl they were working on a Charlton documentary. Exactly. Yeah, and they were right. given a talk at somewhere local to, you know, the Connecticut Charlton home base. And uh, they were talking about this lettering and the woman in the audience who actually did the lettering, she was like a secretarial position for Charlton and ran this machine was in the audience That's and so stood cool. up and, and, and gave some information. So, yeah, not all of their books are lettered this way, but it is pretty distinct, and a lot of them are. And I think it was they would credit it as a machine, uh, like a period, like <laughs> weirdly is you know, somebody's name. But that's a device you can find, too. If you start sniffing around, you can find, like, that was a short-lived device for lettering things. That's so funny, too, that it would be you know, a woman's position, right? Because, like, remember the old, typist, the old resume fodders? Like, I could type X number of words a minute, and it's like, yeah, well, guess what? My six-year-old sister can, too, nowadays. <laughs> Dude, I took a typing class when I was a senior in Me high school, too. just loading out my uh, my my class schedule. And uh, pretty useful, but we would do time. Like, you would have timed typing tests. Absolutely. Yeah, we used WordPerfect, and you had to, like, we spent days learning how to set tabs to create a nice form letter <laughs> some very useful stuff i'm glad i took a typing class but also some really obsolete unuseful stuff in there it's just like we're i mean everybody types a million miles a second anyhow like my, my little niece can type super quickly now so super fun little a little quick uh jaunt down charlton history and, and hopefully we'll get into maybe some more charlton because there is like a 30-year history of that stuff like there's some good artists that uh sadly just aren't seen but you do get pieces of it john byrne comes through charlton you know a lot of I these artists those, uh, doomsday come, doomsday come through there you know yeah well when dwayne the rock johnson plays uh Cannonball or whatever that character Cannonball, called. that might be it, yeah. Peter uh, Cannonball. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, that's, that's when we get Peter Cannonball under the screen, man. <laughs> <laughs> Looking forward to it. Pete Marisi. Come on, Rock. <laughs> <laughs> K-Famers, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. What's out there, Jimmy? Join me on Patreon.com slash JimRug, where you can download a dozen out-of-print zines and mini-comics. You can see a bunch of my original art, layout, scripts, the process that I make, Street Angel, Deadliest Girl Alive, Plain Jane's, Octobriana, and more, that's at patreon.com slash jimrug. Red Room, the anti-social network trade paperback in stores right now. It's going quick, so if you see it, scoop it up because there is a supply shortage on paper at uh, printing houses, man. And we don't know when the reprint is going to hit the, the stands. Uh, with that in mind also, I've been telling you that Red Room Trigger Warning is coming out in December. Got pushed back about six weeks or so to February of 2022 because of that paper shortage. So scoop up the anti-social network. This gives you extra time to go to your comic shop, get trigger warnings put onto your uh, your pull list. I would like to see those uh, have to go into reprints immediately once it hits the stands. You could order and pre-order these comics at my uh, link tree in the description below this video. Hit up my Patreon at that link tree also to, to read the comics serialized ahead of time.
What else, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter at the links below this video. You can also find Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Given those merchant orders, we'll be on our way. Read more comics.